Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled Comics to Animation. It originally aired September 28, 2020. First, let's talk about the worst um, adaptations. So the, the comic to animation. Let's talk about the worst ones first. We'll get those out of the way, uh, and then we will uh, move over to the ones that we think are the best. So somebody go first. I'm going to try to mute myself. If I, I can't figure out how to do that. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to keep here while y'all talk, and I try to figure this out. <laughs> what is the worst adaptation? Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a tough one, actually. I it is, it is kind of, yeah. I can't say Marvel hasn't quite hit the nail on the head in movie adaptations and animation. Yeah, they've. I, I agree. They've. Uh, DC's been. I like a lot of the yeah, DC animated. Been knocking it out in the park, yeah. animation-wise. Well, Marvel has just been kind of like, and hey, we got the live action. I, I can say that. Sorry, no, no, I can no, say that one one that I I don't mind the animation, but I didn't like is I don't like how for some weird reason back in the day on Spider Man and his Amazing Friends and on the X Men pilot, Wolverine had an Australian accent. I thought that was <laughs> I still, I'm still I still traumatized by that. So so as far as voiceover work, that that gets the down vote. The animation was okay. Yeah, the animation in those <laughs> were great, especially the X Men pilot. I actually watched All that. Right? A few days ago and i was just like even as a kid i was like wow yeah i didn't get a uh, wolverines but then i was thinking like well what would a canadian accent but then i mean do you, do you want wolverine going like okay bub i'm gonna like eh, you know I mean, yeah what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about yeah I, I love all my canadian neighbors but i'm just trying to figure out how you do a canadian accent yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure how you would do that so I can't say I'm not sure about the whole when Marvel went anime. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah! I remember that. I forgot about that. Those straight to video ones, like yeah, yeah. they did like the X Men and they did like the Punisher, didn't they? Yes, and, and, yes, and Iron Man too. Punisher. Iron Man too. Yeah, they did a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I never oh. watched them, but I know they did I a bunch was, of them. I never saw those ones. The X Men one was pretty cool. I yeah, thought. I mean, should hit the mark more, but it didn't. Right? Yeah, kind of off. Yeah, it it was it was cool to see him animated. I mean, if anything, yeah. the action scenes I thought would definitely benefited the X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the X Men are easier to translate than like the Punisher. I don't know if the Punisher fits anime as much. I couldn't help but laugh at the whole Berserker rage scene. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> did Wolverine so actually like transformers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Well, that that kind of came on the heels of the. Remember when they did the big manga influence in uh, comics in the late nineties, yeah. where they had like Marvel manga and all this stuff. The Joe Matt era. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, which I mean, I like some of that stuff, but it was like they were just like, let's turn all American comics into manga just for a little bit and see what happens. That was kind of interesting. I think they did Fantastic Four. I do remember the Fantastic Four and like Sue Storm lost clothing. Like, like her, her, her suit came more skimpier, like the sort of anime skimpy. And I was like, oh, so I guess anime and manga means less like sexier clothing, I guess. I don't know. It seems a little weird. They changed the costumes a little bit. I remember some of those. 
I don't know. Some of the anime I've seen are pretty damn risque. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, some of them you don't you don't watch with your other friends. Like you know, I I like this for the plot. I I, I read it for the articles. <laughs> for the yeah. articles, right? Uh, I yeah. got in the anime the same way that Samuel L. Jackson got in the anime. Oh yeah. 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 Ninja Scrolls. Oh yeah. Ninja yeah. Intense, man. That was that was cool. And he did um, Afro Samurai. That I really liked the Afro Samurai series Samuel Jackson did. I don't know if you, yeah. you guys saw that. That's a good show. Yeah. Good show. I have a yeah. hard but time watching you- any animation that they just have the mouth go like this and and mm. they just fit words in there. It's it's so bad that the mouth doesn't match anything. What, it's only cheaply you- done. Yeah. All the Hanna Barbera stuff. <laughs> Well, do you know? Do you know the animation series? Like that's why anime has these phenomenal action sequences because they'll 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 take they'll cut corners during certain dialogue, right? So the formula is always yeah. wide shot where it's just the silhouette, and you have the dump exposition dump there, so it's just the figures. So you don't have to animate their voices or anything. And then whenever they're talking complicated, they'll be holding a book or something like this while they're talking. <laughs> if you look for it, you'll see it, or it'll always be the back. If it's like me and if I'm talking this way and this person's talking this way. The person with the back will say everything, and this person will say yes, and then it'll switch, and he'll talk. Yeah. But, but that's why. But that's why when they get to the animation, the animation like the fighting's are insane because they spent all that time cutting corners on that front. Oh, end, so that's you know? why. That's why Super. That's why uh, Spider-Man in the '90s was so cool because they didn't have to cut any corners because they didn't have to draw them out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Have I think also. Words? It helps with translation because I mean that way, if it's in Japanese and translated into American into the language, the just moving mouths you know you can have any words come out of there and it just you know it just mimics oh, yeah. it. it's not mimicking anything in particular. Well, that was so. the whole speed racer thing. You remember how speed racer would always have grunts? It would be like a lot of dialogue. I'm the best in the world, and I think I'm going to do great. Eh? And they would always throw this really weird because they're trying to fill in the syllables. That makes Japanese that makes dialogue. sense. Yeah. 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 It was always like these weird syllables in that. So, you know, that was always funny. funny. I mean, even uh they even do a little bit in actual manga. Like you see these huge word balloons and like just little tit on English because the, the Japanese uh-huh. the, the kanji yeah. filled up so much space. And I'm like, oh okay, that makes sense. I actually I actually inked the uh the VHS video covers for Speed Racer when I was working for Oh really? Films. I did. Oh really? Yeah. That's fun. Cool. How how was that how was that? It was it was great. I mean, I I, I felt like oh, this is as close as I'm ever going to get to Hollywood. <laughs> it turned out later I did I did do some stuff for Nickelodeon, but that at the time that was like this is my big break in Hollywood. I'm doing VHS covers. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I, I guess I guess when I sit here and think about it, I guess when we talk about worst animation, I mean, really, unless you divide them up in times, the older ones don't hold up as well. Oh yeah, like yeah. the old like the really Silver old Surfer one. Oh my gosh, I can't watch it now. What is it? The old Silver Surfer. Well, like the old oh. classic Spider-Man's, the one that had oh. the the seventies. I mean, yeah. it's classic now, but it's you know, it's. But then again, I, I guess it's funny if you talk about movies adaptation. We we're talking about movie like plot and story. It seems when people think about bad adaptions in the animation, we're actually talking about the animation itself a lot. Yeah. Most people will go to that first, besides story and stuff. Because getting a story um, right in animation is easier than getting a story right is. in live action. Right, because you can draw and make anything. So it's not there's no excuse to not do it exactly how it is in the comic. You can't be like, "Why well, can't you know? I don't have enough budget to draw Galactus." I'm like, "Well, yeah, if you can, you can draw, you can draw anything, you know." Huh. So. 
Do you guys know, remember the, the oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Bob. I said, I know this is a huge anime influence, but uh, the propensity to put speed lines, uh, <laughs> it just drives me crazy. I don't know why. Because <laughs> CC remember uh, the Transformers in the 2000 era were crappy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then he said, uh, "What do you guys think of the old Conan animated series?" Oh, I don't know. That was where they were turning people to stone, wasn't it? The bad guys turning people to stone. Is that the one? Because he's going to answer this. I think he has to answer. Yeah, it can't I, be I the, uh, the the Dark Horse uh, motion no, no. comics. No, those were terrible. I well, remember. To... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go on. Go on. I, I just remember that, like seeing all the motion comics. Because I would always be like, hey, they adapted this comic into a movie. Then I look close and I'm like, wait a minute. It's just motion comics. Okay. Yeah. I'm not falling for that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And those are called That's like the original. You, you guys remember the old, old Marvel animated ones, like really early on, where it was just flat images and they would just have like the lips move and it was just that's, completely that's, so images. Look, that, that's what gets my vote for worst uh, animation. Yeah. Because those, it, oh, those were so bad. Uh, yeah. You know, and 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 here's why. Because someone will say, "Oh, well, you know, it was the time." No, 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 no. Right? Uh, <laughs> you you go back and you look at the and and because this would have been the 1960s, right? You go back and look and to yeah. see uh, what the Fleischers did in the 1940s. Yeah. So you can't tell me that they did. They could do that. They could do, uh, you know, Bugs uh, Bunny, Gulliver's, yeah, Bugs Bunny, Gulliver's Travels, uh, you know, all of these other animation things, and then they come to to uh, the Marvel things. No way, sorry, those the, those get my vote for the worst comic to to animation adaptation ever. I mean, Warner's Brothers were killing it in the animation. You, you, yeah. Couldn't somebody get even close? Well, so was Disney no. too. Disney was killing it. Too. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. The, like those, and it's because you look at those MC the um the Flesher Supermans. Those things still. Oh. That's the one thing great about animation is that sometimes if they're really done really well, like those old Supermans, they don't age. They still yeah. look just mm-hmm. as impressive today as they did. Like special yeah. effects Have age seen, in movies, but animation doesn't as much. Have you seen someone has taken those and 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 run them through some kind of program to make them uh, 4K? Uh, oh oh no, my gosh! They look so good. You thought they looked good before. Oh yeah, they look so much better. And of course, you know I, I'm one who's he's got them somewhere. Literally, right here, right here. My wife is trying to uh, throw these away, and I keep no. yeah, I keep grabbing them out of her hands <laughs> and sticking them over here because it's like, no, you're not throwing these away. She's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you have like six of them. I'm like, yes, I know, but you know, if one breaks, yeah. <laughs> DJ, send one to me. Cassisi <laughs> uh, says, I don't remember that, uh, but it was a great series. I think he's uh, a great series. He's still talking about the old Conan animated series. Yeah, it, was, it was Conan, and he had like a band of warrior friends. <laughs> band of Merry Brothers? Yeah. And they, oh, yeah, no, I loved that series. Really? I, I vaguely remember that. And I, I, I don't remember that. it all. He says, yeah, I, I don't. Think, think it was in the 90s. It was probably yeah. only a single season. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't remember that at all. Nineties would have been about right. Yeah, I'd remember that. Right, didn't have any time in the nineties to watch cartoons. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what I did. I watched ra- raising time. kids and inking. I watched the uh, 
the Batman animated series, obviously, because uh, yeah. that was the big thing back then. And uh, I watched Ultra Force. <laughs> okay. Ultra those are, Force. Those, are, those are pretty cool. You know, those aren't too bad. What tend to work with, you know? Yeah. 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 I think I have one that I think was a bad translation uh, to cartoon um, that was even story and wise. Do you guys remember they actually tried to make a Wildcats cartoon? Oh yeah, vaguely, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was never that because huh? that the comic was like, oh, the comic's kind of cool. It was like aliens and spies and ninjas. Yeah, and then it they was made a the cartoon. And were like, cartoon. Yeah, it was like not good. It was <laughs> like they turned like the hell spawn, the evil guy, into like this Skeletor type guy. I don't know. It just that was one. I guess maybe if I didn't have any reference to the comic, I might be into it. But I remember seeing it, it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, they made it. They made a Gen 13 uh, animated show, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Was it pretty good? Yeah, it none of these lasted it? long. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the ones that I don't think will translate good at all for a children's <laughs> Yeah. CC said, Wildcats cartoon. Boo. Okay, so he knows it. He remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Not Not to be confused with the Thundercats, which was, you know. Still, you know, good. Oh no, no! The updated Thundercats that they did with yeah. different animation—that was horrible. Mm. Oh, the um, are you good. talking about the Thundercats Ho, the newest one? Yeah, yeah. Did you just call the Thundercats hose? <laughs> that's what it's called, Thundercats Ho, I think, or whatever. Really, so like, 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 he, it was like, he, like he ho. Well, no, that's what he says when he does <laughs> his sword. You, yeah. know, you know, oh, thunder, okay. thun, you know. But yeah, uh, no, I, I could probably quote you every Thundercat and and Ninja Turtle cartoon because yeah. my kids watched them so much, <laughs> over and over and over and over. I, I remember I still- as a, I remember as a kid, I was disappointed with Ninja Turtles, and I'm not saying it was bad. I mean, it was what it was. I just you know I came from the comics, and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this really cool, gritty. Com-. I mean, that's not what it was, but you know, it, it, it was. It is. You know, I like the comics, so. Um, but there were a few, like, there was a, they made a newer one for Nickelodeon. I think it was the last few years. That one, I think it was CJ animated, but that was really well done, what I saw of it. My kids would dress up in all their Ninja Turtle costumes yeah. and sit down and watch the cartoons. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd run around with their little plastic swords and hit us afterwards. <laughs> I still think it's... I still think it's funny at conventions. I sell a print of the Ninja Turtles in the original one. And so many kids and parents, oh, you must really like Raphael. Because they all had the red mask, and then I have to be like, uh, no, no. But then you get some fans who are like, oh, the original, so that's why I do it. So uh, I actually had Owen a- says, Thundercats Roar. Roar, uh, that's what it was called. Yeah. It was Thundercats Roar. He, My he, bad. He, he, goes, he, he goes, that's the new one. He goes, and I refuse to see it. <laughs> I actually baked a Thundercats cake for my son's fourth birthday. So nice. Did you? I did. Well, what did you have on it? I had the Thundercat logo, you know. Oh, the logo. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. I'm starting to wish I had Barb for a freaking mother. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, every single convention I ever went to, I had to bring I had to bring crap home, and, and my son got on a Godzilla kick, and I brought every single thing home from the conventions I could find, including a, a six foot tall inflatable Godzilla. I mean, <laughs> that was an awesome mom. <laughs> cool. All right, this, this cool. is gonna be one for uh, for Pete here. Because um, Cece says my favorite cartoon was the Galaxy Rangers. Apparently, it was a comic oh. in the UK, but he said he never yes. read it. Uh, I that wouldn't have read a cool. comic, no. But um, 
Galaxy Rangers. That rings a bell. I've I've seen I it. Remember it's it. very old. Oh really? I'll have to, I'll have like, to Google I'm, it. Hang on. So so you <laughs> so so Pete, you never read the comic then, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I was a purely only ever um, an American comic. Oh was, really? Wait yeah. wait wait. That's an interesting thing. Wait, this is a new information about you, Pete. Why were you only uh, only purely an American comic reader? Um, because when I first started reading comics from our local corner shop, we would get um, reprints of Spider-Man and X-Men. And, of course, the cartoons I watched were Spider-Man and the X-Men in the 90s. Those were my the best things in the world. They had the Hulk and Iron Man was out. And I think there was a Fantastic Four early 90s. So that's all that's what I grew up on. So when they, oh. I saw they saw Spider-Man X-Men comics in my local shop, I was like, oh, cool, I'll get these. They're only like a pound, it's like just a dollar. Um, and so I was buying those religiously. And then it wasn't until my dad found a, a local comic shop that had all the American stuff. This was about 96, 98. That's huh. when I, so all I ever knew was American comics. Wow. American, the X-Men, Marvel cartoons and stuff. I knew Batman, obviously, and Superman. Sure. But, um, yeah, it was the Marvel cartoons from the... Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it came, at, oh, which is quite good for today's uh, video. It's the the cartoons that I yeah yeah I started watching. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, no, I wouldn't have known. I don't think I, I probably wouldn't even known Judge Dredd at that point. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you mentioned it. Yeah, because uh, Cece said you probably have to YouTube it. Uh, it was pretty good for its time. It was. There was an old cartoon called Brave Star. It was. Yeah, it was a little that. bit like that. It was supposed to be like. I remember. I kind of like go into a lot of retro cartoons. I like because I used to watch Saturday morning cartoons. So I was always like, so what are the ones that I missed? Because God, I couldn't you know catch all of them. And I think that I can't remember if they ever aired it over here. But there was a toy line that's like actually like really rare and popular that people collect of them. But the cartoon was actually a little more sophisticated for kids. And it was like all these people, and like they were like almost like cowboys or like sort of like Texas Rangers, but they're in like cybernetic suits, like space suits or whatever, and they went out and fought crime or something. Um, but yeah, I, like I do know intergalactic of it. sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found I found the Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. That could be. I think that's probably the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it says it's an American space western. Well, is it? And it says it's 1986, which is a little early for me. Um, and it says first episode was the 11th, of, uh, 14th of September 1986. Can you wow. guess when the final episode was? It's probably uh, like that same year. I don't think oh, yes. <laughs> it was December 1986. Yeah. That would have passed me by. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> said that's it. I feel that's old. it. <laughs> Suddenly, you feel old. yeah. You know what's weird is because I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot of uh, uh, TV cartoons from about the time roughly college ish. You know, I would watch them in college. But then after I got married, um, I was you know to, I was focused on you know trying to make comics and I just didn't watch cartoons. Then again, until my kids came along, mm-hmm. and you know, not until they started watching cartoons and then my daughter was interested in, in things like Rugrats, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I watched a lot of those 
um arnold and things like that that weren't based off comics you know she mm. you know i would try to get her i had the x-men videotapes um you know so i it's not that i didn't watch anything it's just that i didn't didn't watch much so a lot of people start talking about these cartoons and i'm like you know i don't i don't remember that um you know i kind of checked out on saturday morning cartoons when the smurfs came along <laughs> because i yeah. i was kind of like yeah no i'm not watching that and then you know i'm when when they stopped doing uh johnny quest and the bugs bunny roadrunner hour and you know yeah i was raised on warner brothers never stopped doing yeah what's that some warner brothers and johnny quest yeah those that was it for me johnny haji cassisi (laughs) says i'm a bit old (laughs) (laughs) it says it's a short-lived comic uh with marvel uh with marvel uk uh, mm-hmm. Nine issues from June and September 1988 with Marvel UK, but never, but again, he never read those. So, yeah, and then he's laughing. Yeah, at the I didn't get them either. That's, it was really annoying. I didn't find out Marvel UK existed. And then when I did find out, they didn't exist anymore. I was like, oh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> no way breaking in through that route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, what else? Bad ones, worst ones. Everybody, every, everybody have the chance to go. I'm not. Yeah, I, I think we're just so happy to see it animated. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of something think, really bad. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because as terrible as those Marvel uh, cartoons was that 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 Barb mentioned, and that I say gets my vote for the worst ones. I watched them all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because well, that's and, all we had, you know? Well, they were the most faithful. If you want to say adaptations, they were the most faithful because they literally were just the flat images of, like, Kirby artwork. It's just <laughs> yeah. the mouth flapping. So yeah. if you want to talk faithful adaptation, that's about as close as you can. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, y'all, y'all want to shift over and start talking about the best? Yeah, because yeah, the worst right. man, I was nervous thinking. Good stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll go first on that one. Um, well, I, I noticed last time too. We didn't tend to dwell on the on the worst. We we yeah. we prefer as yeah. a group. We wanted to like get that out of the way and get the best. So well, there was also I, I, no. I gotta, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, there's no there was no Howard the Duck cartoon because that's what Barbara Party <laughs> would have started off on. <laughs> no, but I am going to start off with an unusual one. The very right. first major motion picture that I saw that was animated. I mean, there's. A, Besides Disney, you know, yeah, uh, but uh, the, a cartoon uh, based one, and um, I'd, I've seen a lot of them afterwards, but I'd never seen any before this one, and it was Akira. Oh, yes. yeah, oh, it's gorgeous! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it back in 1988 89. I was out in San Diego at San Diego Comic Con, and they were running it at the Horton Grand Theater, I think. And I went and saw it there, I was blown away. It yeah. was so good. It kind of ruined you for all animation. To this day, I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to find something that beats a cure. And I'm like, yeah. there's some stuff that comes close. But I, that was just a beast yeah. of a project. It's, it's still to this day. Uh, it's, when it's, he, it's the one that everybody, yeah. the, the gold standard. Yeah. You're right. And no computer assistance in that, all done by hand. That's, yeah. yeah. And, they, and a, they adapted it before the comic book was even done. I mean, the comic yeah. book, they... And the author himself adapted it, and he did this great way of kind of like truncating the idea and making the movie. And then he finished up the comic book series, and the comic book series had its own kind of lean. Was, was it did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's funny uh-huh. when I read the comic, I uh, I discovered a lot more like about the ending mm-hmm. and some of the other stuff. I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Okay, that makes more sense. But it's still a powerful movie on its own. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's so powerful that thirty years later, over thirty years later, it's still crystal clear in my head the, yeah. that the scenes from it. That's that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it was but, one of those. Uh, the, his bike is so famous. Yeah, but had you had you read the comic before you had seen the uh, the animation? No, I had to go out and no. get it after. So, and if I'm not I, mistaken, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I had just discovered anime. I mean, basically, that was like my first or second year at San Diego Comic Con. That yeah. was my first introduction to manga, and yeah. so it was like a whole new world. And then, so I had to go back to the convention, and I bought a whole bunch of VHS tapes. You know, Nazca, Valley of the Winds, or whatever it was, and a bunch of other ones. I brought them home and and uh, vegged out on them. Yeah, it was a short period. I had a love affair with the with with anime, but I I, I got away from it then. There's yeah, I like old school. That's kind of, I haven't. I used to like a lot of old school anime, eighties, nineties, and nothing against the new stuff. I just kind of there was so much that came over. I mean, that's when, like, you know, when Akira came out, I mean, it was like they, they chose the cream with a crop that came over. So you saw, like, just amazing stuff. And you see some amazing stuff now, but there's a lot to kind of go through to find that stuff that you like. Back then, it was like, I remember when I bought Akira, it was like, you know, the one VHS sitting in this glass shelf in the comic store. It was like, you know, I think that that and I think maybe Ninja Scroll was the other movie. Like, those are the two movies at the time you can get. And it was $30 for the VHS. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kasisi said Akira was great. Uh, is great, and he says Fist of the North Star. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I, so I remember seeing that one. Yeah, freaked me one. out. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, that well, was you know, good, but it's to me, it's still not the this freak. I had friends from Japan, and, and they were telling me, you know, like if, if those of you that aren't familiar with it, right? It's this martial arts is basically Mad Max. And he hits yes. people with pressure points, and then their yeah. organs rupture from their bodies. Yeah. And, and just to kind of give you an idea of the, the social dynamic in Japan, so that movie came out, that, that series, conflict series, and anime came out in what, the early 80s in Japan. My friend told me in Japan, in primary school, there was, there was a program to help you type faster. And it was a Fist of the North Star <laughs> typing program for little kids. And if you type the words fast enough, you hit the pressure points, and the guy's head explodes, like his brain just... <laughs> Goes off the side of his head for like five and six short kids so they can what learn how to the type. Everybody else always has the cool stuff. We don't have any of the cool yeah. stuff over here. And, and I'm just saying, they crack the code. If you want kids to become computer literate, exploding yep. brain parts, <laughs> the Japanese are on the cutting edge. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. We have a cow here. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Was it consensual? Every time the kids start typing words, some start breaking into tears. I remember the trauma of seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who else is uh, sharing art tonight? Yeah, I can do. Okay. Go ahead and share. How about you, Chris? Oh, I, I'd say. I mean, you got You got everybody's got to acknowledge like Warner Brothers is just yeah. killing it in the animation, and and there's a connection back to Malibu. I don't know if you guys know, but so there was a quite several of the artists from Malibu after Malibu folded went into animation at Sony Animation, 
uh, working on this project, this animation called Project Eker way back in the day. And then from there, they went on to the Men in Black animated show. And then eventually a lot of them found their way at Warner Brothers. Um, and so these guys that were the storyboard artists and designers were guys like um, with my friend Tim DeVar. He became a director over there. Sam Liu, who did one of the covers for uh, Solitaire. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I, yeah, I think Vinton Hook, who, who worked on one of the Mortal Kombat tells, a lot of these guys went over and they became like this very specialized group of people with storyboard action very well. And to this day, a lot of them are directing stuff, but the bulk of them went to Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers, I think, just excels at adaptations. And um, probably my favorite is The Dark Knight Returns, the, the two-parter yeah. by um, Jay Oliva. Um, he did a, they did a great job on that of adapting things. And um, the newest thing that all these guys are working on is um, two of those guys, uh, Jay Oliva and I think Dave Hartman, they went on and they just formed a new animation company that's doing phenomenal work. Um, you know, I know people, so they, I kind of know what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of stuff isn't released yet, but they are um, it's a company called Lex and Otis based on Lex Luthor and o his sidekick Otis, you know? So, <laughs> oh, okay. So the, yeah, so the company's called Lex and Otis, and they have a lot of um, cool projects that you'll be seeing very soon um, coming out. But yeah, I say, I say that that whole Warner crew is just the great stuff. Good stuff. That, yeah, that's the kind of my joke was definitely like, wow. Didn't they yeah. also work on the uh, Curtis? Because I, I remember seeing the uh, Men in Black, and I thought that was amazing. Did those guys also work on the Jackie Chan cartoon? So yeah, I remember that yeah. was really well done too. I really liked that one. Well, Jackie Chan in a cartoon? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really it, it's worth checking yeah. out. It's funny. I was I was in their offices to. when they were first working on it, and they had all this concept art. And my friend um, Tim was was working there, and he told me that Jackie Chan came into the office, and he was so nonchalant and so quiet, nobody realized it was Jackie Chan. They just kept drawing, and there's this this guy walking around with his manager, looking at stuff, and he walked out, and apparently. It turns out that was Jackie Chan. They didn't even look up from their from their desk, but he was walking Walk through and doing everything. Isn't that funny? This opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was a, that was a cool series, and um, they did a great job of simplifying things. If you look at the background yeah. design in that series, like they did a really good job on things. The action was good too. Yeah, the action. That's what I remember. The because uh, I was always like, you know, well, if you're gonna do Jackie Chan, I mean, you got to have the action scenes have got to be pretty top notch, just to match his movies. And I thought he did a really good job. I love the uncle character. He was like my favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, some <laughs> of the lines he had in there, I thought were, were really funny. I got to find this now because I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's great. I can't, ran for like, what, two seasons? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. 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 It wasn't his uh, voice, though, was it? He he didn't voice no, I don't, himself. He had someone else. No. Yeah. But they would do like a little PSA at the end where they actually had Jackie Chan, you know, talking for a minute, like the end of the He-Man cartoon. So that was kind of neat. You know? Yeah, it was like ask Jackie something. They would ask him random questions about his life or what he liked, and then and then he would he would talk about his stuff. Yeah. Bones, broken. They, um, Curtis, you'll never uh, you'll never guess who introduced me to Jackie Chan. Hmm. Let's just put it this way: it was at the, it. Was, I give you a hint: it was during the Malibu era. The James Hudnall. James Hudnall. Wow! Right the first time. Of course, of course, he was he was a huge fan. He would come into the office. <laughs> And yes, Tim Devar, and they would like trade cassettes and laser discs. 
and all sorts of stuff. He was a huge fan. He cornered me. He cornered me one time. He had one of these little handheld, I guess, handheld VHS things, right? And it was it was a little compact. It looked looked kind of like a uh, an eight track player, but it had pictures, right? <laughs> so he was like, "Hey, hey, you got to see this. You got to see this. Come here." And, he, and, he, and so I, you know, had and it, literally he played it on a little screen about like this big, right? And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, "Holy crap, that's really cool!" And so, uh, literally, like the very next week or the or the week after that, I looked up Jackie Chan at a blockbuster and and uh, started watching Jackie Chan movies. Oh, I think yeah, the first yeah. one I, I think the first one I saw was Drunken Fist Fighting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, great stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot to uh, seeing Pete draw. I uh, forgot to uh, mention. Uh, uh, no, no, that's okay. John, what were you inking on uh, when we were watching you a while ago? Oh, Fry Rush number two. Fry Rush issue two, and it's weird because I can still see you on my Zoom, but you're not showing up on the the bar over there, and I'm not sure why that that's the case. Uh, that's really weird. Anyway, you the button, the arrow, scroll through it. You probably can. Oh, I see. Uh, who, who do I knock off? I knock off Aaron. Oh, that's okay. It's just Aaron. Yeah. No, right. I'm just kidding. I think I think I can rearrange them. Oh, maybe I can't. Uh, I might be able to rearrange them on here. It's I just his pencils. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's just his pencils. Uh, okay. Uh, so Fire Rush number two. Uh, of course, <clears throat> those of you who uh, are paying attention, uh, Fire Rush number one uh, kickstarted. Two months ago with uh, Bloodline, all those books have been shipped out. Uh, I'm waiting on Kablam to put those books up on uh, Indie Planet. Those have been submitted. So any day now, uh, if you missed the Kickstarter, you can't get the Kickstarter covers. Sorry. Um, but you can, uh, as soon as they're uh, available on Indie Planet, we will let you know and point you in that direction. Uh, and Pete, what about you? What are you drawing on here? Uh I'm drawing Champion and Miss Fury page. Hang on, let me look at the top of the. Let me what page am I doing? That's a page. heck of a couple of buildings there. Yeah, the, the stupid. I've done the buildings, and I'm going to raise them out because I'm going to put the characters in front of them, and I'm like, well, at least I've got the at least I've got the backgrounds in. Wow. Because uh, I started plotting in the where where are they? Oh yeah, it. yeah. Start plotting yeah. in the characters. So, you know, so the buildings, the like that make buildings are going to vanish. <laughs> those look fantastic though um, I, just kind of back, I got on a background kick I thought oh, I'm going to go do the backgrounds because <laughs> those are the kinds of things that you ink when you just have a, one of those days where you just feel mindless yeah. and you don't have to put a lot of thought yeah. into it you just put some music on and just start grab your ruler and just go to work yeah yeah. those, those are awesome what um, and this is from uh, did you say what they're awesome no, I said I said what because she's like it's just mindless. I'm like, oh, I remember doing an audition, an inking audition for Marvel, and I had a Chris Spruce page from a Fantastic Four variant cover, and it was covered in buildings, and I couldn't be mindless on it. <laughs> yes, 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 John. But Barb has been doing this for thirty years. When you've been doing it for thirty years, the buildings will be mindless. <laughs> yes, I need to get there. Crap. <laughs> don't don't rush your age, sir. <laughs> it's rushing itself. So, uh, Pete, what what page is this? This is page fifteen. Page fifteen. Uh, Sweet. This is where Champ meets the engineer. 
Um, nice. And I've just got to put in all the sci-fi techie guns and weapons at the bottom, which ah, uh, what he's pointing to there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to go and build some guns and things. Hey, oh, you know, do you know what? I do you know we, what? Do we you, could do you put a, see, a fire uh, engine there. <laughs> yeah, fire engines. I can draw. I can draw those in my sleep now. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I, I I got to draw him with all these. Um, his uh, how do we put it? His '90s gear. Yeah. Uh, so where's the rough? I'm trying to. What page was that? That's 15, 16. Peter hears a fire engine in the distance, starts breaking in a cold sweat. <laughs> so I've got to Oh, oh yeah, look at that. Oh, oh well, that's, that's a nice flashback. Right. That's great. There's a mighty flashback for you. I just I just Googled. Google Rob cable. just turned oh, on. Google Rob Blackfield, is that what you said? But cable and Rob Blackfield. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. And at the bottom, that's him trying to, trying to okay, walk out with all that stuff. Trying to, trying to walk out, yeah. There has to be a special 90s edition cover in Chromium with that costume on it. That's all I'm saying. You have to have a special 90s edition cover as a stretch hey, for me. Ty, uh, 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 Tommy has shown me some uh, cool paper that has just been made available to uh, Kablam. And it's really, really cool. So we're going to be talking about uh, some of those things. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a sweet With Miss that Fury there. Wow. Nice. Yes, yeah, so this is nice. this is uh, the page I was talking about earlier today. So you get to get to do a just jumping across rooftops. Nice. I love that middle that panel. That middle panel's great. Yeah. That's my, that's my favorite one. So just perched yeah. on the uh, in the corner. Nice. Nice. I love the cape. Uh, I love how you just stretched out the cape on that second panel. You just made it practically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great way to show the landing. Beautiful. Yeah, it looks nice. Uh, Okay, Uh, Greg Harms says that's great. Um, And Kasisi says, uh, which I'm sure Greg was talking about uh, Pete's. Probably the '90s stuff there. Can't tell. I can't tell if it's the, the '90s stuff or it was the buildings. I'm gonna go with the '90s. <laughs> '90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. 90s. Well, people, uh, people love that stuff. Overall. Yeah. Um, Cassisi says love Jackie Chan kung fu movies, uh, and then he says uh, Fearless Hyena, Snake and Crane, Arts of Shaolin, love them. Uh, and he also says that's great uh, to the art. So. Um, oh, well, thank you. Um, so, all right. So, uh, yeah, just, I, I forgot to ask, uh, John when he was inking. So I want to make sure folks know, uh, what it is we're working on so that they can, uh, you know, realize they're watching something in anticipation that, uh, we'll be bringing to, uh, them at a Kickstarter to a Kickstarter near them soon. Um, all right. So back to, back to good animation. The nineties X-Men cartoon was, that was the, 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 the uh, I love that cartoon. I watched them whole lot again. A couple months ago, when I, was in when I was in quarantine, I thought, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Best opening soundtrack to any cartoon ever and loved it. Wolverine was, I, yeah, I fell in love with Wolverine off that series. Favorite, I think my favorite scene is uh, after, of course, you know, Morph dies and they, yeah. they leave Morph. And Wolverine just comes up and punches Scott in the gut. <laughs> just nails him. Love it. Love it. I've seen most of that cartoon. I think I've seen seen all of it. I can't, I, I'm I'm like always bad at catching things. I catch them out of order. 
So I think that's something I'd like to do is actually watch them in order because there was a continuity between that series, relatively. Uh, you, you can follow through the entire series, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and it's and I think it was fairly faithful to the comics. Yeah, yeah. I remember well, being I read the comics afterwards, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, yeah, it, it, they they stuck to it. No, they made. Go ahead. Oh, they made an adaption called Wolverine and the X Men later on. That I thought was pretty decent. They ended the series after like one or two years, but it was it was pretty good for mm. I mean for, for another X Men cartoon that was like that was probably the other one I really liked. And then the X Men Evolution has some decent stuff in it, but the Wolverine the X Men I thought yeah was they, they changed things up there didn't they the yeah modernized yeah. it a little bit. I still liked, I still enjoyed it, but uh, don't like it. That, yeah. See, I like the Avengers Assemble TV series. So, yeah, Barb, you know who worked on that, don't you? No, Rick Hoberg. Did he really? Mm-hmm. He sure did. Ah, I'm gonna have yep. to tweak him about that. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, I, I remember when he told me. I, my first thought was, "What? No way!" And and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Curtis didn't uh, Tim Eldred do some of that too. I think so. Yeah, I think Tim Eldred. Yep. Tim Eldred is Malbarsh moved over. He did a lot of. He's done a lot of the Marvel animation stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but Rick Hoberg, I mean, talk about prolific in animation, right? Yeah, he is all over the place, you know. Great stuff. Yeah, he he did a a character of Zach for me for my Divinity Kickstarter. It did not sell, so it will be available on the next Kickstarter. That's right. Yeah, and it was one of the prints. uh, Good looking stuff. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And of course, for those of you who are like that name sounds familiar, but I can't really place it. Rick was uh, the penciler for uh, Strangers for uh, the Ultraverse. And I inked him on that, too. <laughs> yep. So, um, all right, so I'm going to jump in here. All right, so I, I think, um, I think the and you guys may yell at me because it's, it's really old, but I think the best comic to um, animation adaptation ever are the, the Fleischer Studios uh, Supermans. Um, I just, I, I think they're fantastic. I think they look good. I think the stories are, are, you know, I mean, they're the four, they're in the forties, obviously, but I just think, you know, I can watch those repeatedly over and over and over again. Um, I, I just think those are fantastic. Uh, and, and the, in, in, in they're 1940s. So, you know, when I look at cartoons today, I kind of hold them to, to that standard. It's like, okay, if the Fleischers could do this in the 1940s, I'm expecting more out of you, right? And if they're yeah. not going to give it to me, then I'm like, ah, you know, you let you let a couple of dudes in the 1940s do better than you, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, you could definitely what? see the influence of that on the Bruce Tim Batman stuff mm. easily. Totally. I mean, I mean, you can kind of give them credit for that, you know? It's like yeah. from the Fleischer to all the Bruce Tim stuff. I mean, talk about and and by proxy the whole Warner Brothers catalog that we said yeah. the of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good argument right there. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so we're done. Uh, see y'all later. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you know, strangely enough, they did. I don't know. This was an adaption. Have you guys ever heard of a movie called Fire and Ice? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boxy. yeah. Boxy. That was yeah. translating Frank Frazetta stuff into. It. I actually bought it. I still love that show. I was really into He Man as a kid. And so when we go to the video store, I look for He Man stuff. I remember getting Fire and Ice and just being like, 
well, this is He-Man on crack. I mean, what is it? You know, like, like this is amazing. And uh, I remember we turned into the video store and always, we, like, as a kid, I remembered this cartoon. And then they re-released Fire and Ice a while ago. I'm like, that's it. That was a cartoon I saw as a kid. It was still just as good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Just, so, you yeah. know, go ahead, Curtis. Do you, do you, do you folks remember, uh, this is kind of another one out of left field, but the heavy metal movie. Oh, yeah, man. I just bought that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was that was it was like when you go to the conventions back in the day, it was Akira and heavy metal and maybe like some weird TV pilot that never got released, but you could always yeah. find those in the video cassette. But the heavy metal one was yeah first time it was pretty cool and, and even oh, to listen, this day it's pretty intense. I watched I, that we watched that repeatedly uh, in the dorms when I was in college. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. it just cool. just to watch to see Cat, uh Bernie's Captain Stern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain yeah. Stern was awesome yeah. in it. Yeah, and the music yeah. was cool too. I oh, mean, yeah, like Black Blue, Blue Sabbath Blue and the Mob Rules. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just, no, I just bought that movie because again, I used to yeah. love that movie, and I was talking to somebody. I'm like, well, I should just buy this. It's like seven dollars. I mean, so yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, it's super cheap. I had no idea. Like Ivan Reitman was the guy who produced that. I'm like the guy yeah. behind Ghostbusters and stuff. Really. And so yeah. I had no idea that he was involved. I thought it was a completely European-made movie. I had no idea it was an American-produced movie with animation. Ooh. I didn't that that I said, like, oh, I didn't know that at all. Um, but it was pretty funny in the documentary. They were talking to a lot of the guys who worked out, and they all like, look, we'll admit that it's a it's it's a male male power fantasy trip. Okay, I mean, all the girls have big, <laughs> oh, you know, the, you know, big <laughs> yeah. but but it was like they just kind of go like, look, okay, we're going to admit that. We're not going to shy away from the fact that it's blood and guts and lots of boobs. I mean, I, this is what it is. And <laughs> I was like, okay, at least, you know, at least I'm not trying to hide it. It's just coming out like, okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> that's funny. You know, the uh, talking about Fire and Ice, you know, um, a lot of that movie was uh, rotoscoped. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ralph Bakshi was a big fan of that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Ralph Bakshi did it on the Lord of the Rings. Uh, yep. Cartoony yeah. rotoscope that hell of a lot of it. Well, one one of my teachers, one of my teachers in college, worked on the the Lord of the Rings movie, and she signed up for it. And she was so excited working on something related to Tolkien, and then she said when she found out that they were just having them rotoscope everything. At the end of the project, they they went ahead and they gave everybody a piece of paper to write their name down so that they could put in the credit. And a whole bunch of the artists were like, "Now nah, we're we're good," you know. Like, <laughs> really, uh, really? Yeah, they were so upset because they loved Tolkien's work, and they were like, "Yeah, this rotoscoping thing is not matching up to what we our expectations." Of what oh, it that's funny. Really. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was really, really obvious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. and Fire and Ice is that way too. It's you know, yeah. it, it's funny. Um, I remember, you know, I was, I never really got too much in the animation as a student. I, animation is not for me, but I would talk to the animation students. The rotoscope, like, like you were, you know, saying, Curtis was like the evil word. I mean, rotoscope, like, no, no, you know, we can't, we don't rotoscope anything. And now we're 3D animation, everything is motion capture. So they changed the word. So instead of yeah. rotoscoping, it's motion capture, but it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, so now it's cool. It was bad before, but now it saves money. So now it's good. And I'm just like, okay, all right, whatever, you know. <laughs> well, I think I think in the animation industry, there's this whole thing like like um one time I I almost took a job doing um like video game dealing with motion capture and not being an animator, but learning how to edit the segments out and speed it up and right. there's an art form to it. I think rotoscope is fine when there's the artistry and people can edit it and exaggerate. Right. When it's just that flat movement, like like Barbara's machine, when it's so obvious that they're just tracing it. That's when it's it's kind of shady, yeah. you know. But but Disney rotoscopes, I mean, they they practically oh yeah, they did it, that you stuff, you know. So yeah, you 
on the Ralph Bakshi one, the uh, Lord of the Rings, it just looked like they took a bunch of old Errol Flynn movies and and rotoscoped <laughs> yeah. running horses and stuff, you know. Oh, oh yeah, man. that was particularly bad. I mean, that was like we're well, just not even trying to hide this, and. Uh, oh, yeah. But I was surprised, apparently, I didn't know how much rotoscoping was done in heavy metal. Not a lot, but apparently um, they did a certain scenes at the end with Tarnia that Warrior yeah. Lady. Would, I, I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's cool. And it's something I just, I didn't know. I mean, I was finding out sorts of interesting things rewatching yeah. that movie. So I, I, rem- I remember the, the Lord of the Rings cartoon. I think that's my first real memory of, of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Huh. I, I loved that cartoon. I just I, it finished. I was like, "Well, when's the next one out?" <laughs> yeah, what, what happens yeah. next? Yeah, they never. That's uh, before you find out what rotoscoping is and stuff. I just thought the animation was amazing. I thought, wow, it's yeah. incredible. So fluid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, when's the next episode? What happens next? Well, I don't know if you guys saw the the Hobbit one, and then they did a Return of the King one. It was Rankin Bass, the people that okay. did Thundercats. They yeah. did. They did Return of the King one and the uh, Hobbit one, and those are cool because they have a yeah. really neat visual aesthetic. They're, oh, they're full right. on animated. Um, they're pretty cool. They're pretty yeah. cool. Well, those are those are worth a, worth a look. You know? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think that. I didn't know those existed. I'll I'll try to find those. Yeah, I remember yeah. Return of the King because I remember seeing catching on TV, and I still yeah. have this memory seeing like the end of it or something. I'm like that's really cool. And uh, now that because I know Ralph Bashy didn't finish this. They kind of finished it in a weird way, I guess, through another means. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because I remember seeing the original Hobbit. Like, that was kind of, you know, it was cool. But again, like, you had the Black Riders. They're just, like, almost like photographs of people riding horses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, th- and then you saw Return of the King. And it's like, well, this seemed to be a jump. Like, I remember yeah. being like, this This seems, a, there was a certain stylization to it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, you never want to know how the sausage is made, you know. It's that, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like if you go back and watch those old those old He-Man cartoons, you can see the recycled animation. There's like five actions yes. that he always does. Yeah, yeah. He rolls in one direction. He'll run 45 degrees and then go the other way. And then there'll always be a move where he he flips his sword. And man, do they ever use that? Every, oh yeah, every they did, episode. It's my they did that in the Star Trek cartoon. As I think oh, yeah, yeah. cartoon. That, oh, oh, yes. I, I, I started rewatching those again <laughs> recently. I was like, they, they're just doing it the other way now. It's, <laughs> I think it's just going in the opposite. Direction. Yeah, they use they used us uh, up close ups uh, over and over and over again in, yeah. in the Star yeah. Trek one too. Yeah. That's the same close up they had five minutes ago. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always love the one like in the Star Trek one where where there'll be like a boulder or something in the background that's going to move, and you can tell because everything is painted it's in gouache, and then you'll yeah. see that one thing that's yeah. like, <laughs> the cell, and like oh, that thing's going to move. That thing's going to move in a minute. That's moving. Wow. That's going to storm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did anybody go to see Into the Spider Verse? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was incredible. Really cool. So good. And the way everything had its own different sort of animation style with different characters and stuff. Oh, and that was the first time Marvel got right. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was not looking forward to it. And then my friend told me, so you got to see it. And I was like, wow, this is one of my favorite comic book movies ever, hands yeah, down. Yeah, seen it a few you times. Know? Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, we, got, we saw it in the theater. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I always like yeah. it now they have the technology to do whatever that they're actually trying to push like yeah you don't need that it's not even i mean you could do like this crazy like the art style they did in that movie i mean you can start expanding animation out of technology and do very different design senses and styles and that was the first movie when I, I remember seeing that movie i'm like i want more of this i want more of like 
you know, the reason this is animated is because you couldn't do this live action with the, the art style, whatever. Mm. And, totally. uh, but a lot of times that's, that was always some of my, um, like modern CGI animations, okay, but it was always that uncanny valley, and they're reaching that uncanny valley where it's like, oh, it's a cute kit, and it's animated, and looks kind of borderline real, and but then kind of not, and it's kind of like, okay, but I like what they did the Spider Verse, like, no, we're just gonna do all this like cool graffiti type stuff and this this style yeah. in the movie that was just like, yeah, let's do more of that. I mean, really break out of the shell of trying to make everything look so quasi realistic with 3D stuff. Well, and I love how I love how things were like slightly out of register, like an old comic book where like yeah. it just didn't always match. It'd be kind of jagged, you know. And um, the colors are just absolutely insane. Yeah, that, you know. I think I think some of you guys may have seen. I, I know they're going to do. A, there's this cool gallery out in Pasadena out here in, in uh, Southern California. They're going to do a, an online seminar with one of the color designers from Into the Spider Verse. Oh, it's interesting. A, it's like a five-hour seminar online, but the guy's going to go over color theory and like break down the scenes and all that, you know. And I, I absolutely love that kind of you know deep cut kind of stuff. Really, I thought the facial yeah. expressions were amazing. Yeah, yeah, and the acting was good. The, the music was good. It was just the pacing was really good. But um. So who was everybody's favorite Spider-Man if we're, if we're on that one in that movie? Did you guys identify with one more I think than another? Miles Morales was my favorite, the main guy. I just no. I, I, I never really read a lot of Miles Morales, but it just the design of that character, what I've seen of him, I really I really like the whole aesthetic behind that character. He, he says no. I'm, I'm, Peter yeah, Park. Peter, Peter, I, I love Miles. Don't get wrong, but Peter yeah. Park, I was like, yeah, poor guy. Which Peter Parker? <laughs> uh, the, the one with a little bit of a gut. The, yeah. The, 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 I feel like Peter that Parker. one most of the time. Like, Beaten uh, down a bit. Just give me a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love I the part where he's crying in the shower. That's my favorite yeah. scene in the movie. <laughs> I identified with him. I thought Gwen Stacy and Spider-Ham were, were cute, but I, I identified with uh, with older yeah. people. Yeah. My, my only gripe in the whole movie, because and I know this one so much time, they, they explained all the interrelations, but the fact that Peter Parker died in Gwen Stacy's universe and was her friend and was the reason for her her driving force and the fact that she sees Peter Parker again in this other version, that there's no emotion or anything yeah. kind of bothered me. Otherwise, oh. I think the story was amazing. But, yeah. And that's something they can expand on. And I think they're making a sequel to that. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I would assume so. It, well, it did so yeah. well. I've heard rumors that they're going to. So. I don't see why they wouldn't. Because it definitely yeah. awesome. It's I mean, this woman director. Her name's um, Lauren Montgomery. I heard that she's the person tapped to, to direct the Spider-Gwen movie. Which is the next one? The next one, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I that was that. Yeah, I really uh, that was probably for the the my most modern favorite superhero movie. Saw that in the theater and was really, really cool. And it kind of got me like, well, they started thinking like, well, man, wouldn't it be cool if I saw an X Men animated movie and, and like a style oh, like that? Uh, not even confused, but like maybe a different art style or something. I mean, I was just like the whole. I mean, you you guys are kind of breaking the ground here. Now I'm starting to think of all these other characters you can do. Like, I mean, you could do like <laughs> what? <laughs> Barb's an Iron Man. You could. I mean, well, you could you could do an entire movie. Look in, what I'm like, reading jacket. today. I mean, come on. <laughs> reading Iron Man. See that? I always thought like you can do someone like a Jack Kirby style. I mean, you That's can straight up oh like, that'd be like, so cool. Yeah, you could just straight up do that. I mean, now thinking, I'm like, look, if you're going down this idea of like eschewing the realism and going into artistic, like you're just opening up a whole other floodgate of all this. You know, Silver Jack Surfer Kirby Galactus, type. Jack Kirby style. That's that would be oh. amazing. Oh my yeah. god! Like with the, you know, that would be my bag right there. That would yeah. 
Really that would sweet. just. <laughs> that would be and your then, jam. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and then some. Who tang? The viewers know that for some reason, whenever anybody says anything positive in our silver line messages, I always throw up the Wu Tang, and I don't even know why I do it. It's just something I do. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for those of you who are listening and don't get any images. Curtis is throwing up gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my favorite one. This is my favorite sign. It's this one. I don't know if anybody knows this one. Peace, love, oh, and just from the uh, from the great MC Hammer. It's too legit to quit. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Here I am thinking he's doing something that I saw kind of on uh, what don't do this on te- uh, do, don't do that on television or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> like that doesn't look like that. <laughs> so what about? Uh, Anybody watch any of the the Justice League? Any of the DC oh, uh, animation? Yeah, I watch too many cartoons. That just that first Justice League series <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I watch. I can watch those yeah. again and again. Well, yeah, I actually got the. Uh, I was so happy when they released them because all love goes to Batman. Like here's a box of the Justice League cartoon. I'm like, yay! They threw a little love to the Justice League because everything yeah. goes to Batman with boost. Yeah. Well, I remember. Um, you know, uh, of course, my, Brett's five years younger than my daughter, and I already mentioned Rugrats and stuff to uh, you know when she was watching. Well, when he came along, you know, I was trying to sh- show him the, the same kinds of things, and uh, and he gravitated immediately towards those uh, Justice League yeah. uh, movies, and they were really good. Of course, you know, you know, you kind of have to, uh, you know, you got to do your parental duties, and you got to watch them to make <laughs> sure they're you know child age appropriate. You know what I mean? Right. And so I had to watch them. And um, of course, yeah. we yeah, must sure, all make sacrifices. Sacrifices sure. in the name of parenthood. That's it. You know, you sacrifice so much for your kids, and uh, yeah. So those are those are really good, and and uh, you know that's why I know I brought the little Batman in here when we were talking about uh, toys not too long ago, which is actually Brett's, and uh, th- those came about because of all those cartoons. You know, because they, yeah. their toys were done in the in the, the style that those cartoons were were animated in. Um, I think I think that version of the Flash is my favorite Flash. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. they they nailed him. They got him. They got him. Yeah, you got him right. Yeah, it was cool. You know what the cool one was that uh, Batman Beyond? That was one that I didn't. Yeah. on paper does not sound like a good idea, but it, it they did worked, such a yeah. darn good job. They did such a great job with that series. That was fun. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. Yeah, go. Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, I, was, no, I was going to change 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 topic, so it's just it's fine. That was um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. So, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cerebral flatulence. <laughs> I heard there was a really good series. I haven't seen it, but there was one about Red Hood. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. Outlaws. Yeah, I thought you have not seen that. Well, it's supposed to be really, really good. Oh. Hold on. Did you watch? Speaking. Of, did you watch the uh, Iron Man one? I did that, not. That was not any good. Not uh, I wanted to watch it. I forget what it was called now, but I I, I know that uh, I was because I had reached this is you know ten years ago or something like that, and I had reached that point. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start buying the Marvel and DC movies and support the animation and blah blah. blah. 
And I bought that one and and watch it. I'm like, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> and just like, what the heck? Um, yeah, I didn't like it at all. And that's when I don't think I, I, I don't. I, that's when I kind of made the decision. All right. Apparently, Marvel doesn't know how to make, you know, for the most part, animation. And I stuck with the DC animation. I mean, even though I'm a Marvel comic guy, you know, yeah. um, they just the, the it was it was terrible. I just haven't yeah. had the time to watch everything I want to watch. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> Life, you know, it's just what was that? Uh, I think it was deadlines called, to me. I think it was just called Iron Man. I think that's if I'm thinking right, it was a straight to DVD movie. I never saw it, but I, I, think I, remember so. seeing, I always remember seeing the cover in the store. Yes, or something. and uh, and it was terrible. Yeah. I think the one thing I didn't even, uh, I was watching the DC direct the home video animated stuff, like the new movies and stuff. And it took me a while to figure out, like, apparently there's supposed to be a shared universe with the movies. I, I didn't, it never dawned on me because I would buy all the Justice League animated movies because I like the Justice League. And then it was like, well, yeah, these Batman ones. And then I'm watching a movie. It's like, oh, yeah, well, Batman did this and this last, this, like, they talked about it. And I'm like, well, wait, didn't, wasn't that another movie? And apparently they're kind of subtly all connected. Yeah, you know what? They do that in the comic books, too. I'm I'm, I'm catching up on all my comic book reading today because it's Sunday, my day off. And um, I'm missing stuff because, and then I go back and look like, oh, well, if you want to see this segment, you have to go to this comic and then another yeah. comic they have all these crossovers i'm like i don't want to do that <laughs> i I, yeah. do, I do not want to buy 10 comics 10 different comics just to get one storyline i, I want to buy one comic book one storyline and if they do that in animated series too it's like yeah come on yeah especially with like can i just exactly you have to go watch you know it's funny i was i was kind of i was reading the uh george Perez's wonder woman and did really well. But he did the same thing towards the third volume of the Omnibus. There was this huge war of the gods. And it was a huge interconnected event. So as I'm reading the, the series, it's like, okay, so now things are just happening off screen. And I got the gist of what was going on. But it was kind of a bummer because I really enjoyed the series. And the whole, his run kind of went out in this huge interconnected. I'm like, yeah. you guys couldn't bother in the Omnibus to throw the other issues in so I can make sense. Just, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of frustrating. They do the same thing with the movies too. The animated movies. I, I do like. Go ahead. I, I do like that they 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 even got so far as to do some of the DC Elseworlds stuff. Like they did Gotham yeah. by Gaslight as an animated thing, and it's like I can't believe I'm living in an age where Gotham by Gaslight is getting an animated adaptation. <laughs> How so was cool. that? Did you see that, Curtis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought. Was it, it worth it? it? I haven't seen it yet. It's good. You know, the, the the one thing you know, it's kind of touchy because I have friends that worked on it, but but the thing that I wish they could have done is I wish they would have gone full Magnolia as far as the style that, because yeah. because they did they didn't they didn't lean in in that direction if they had done that i think it would have just taken it up but it's still pretty yeah. good it's still pretty good i still yeah i still like to check it out i uh um sometimes they do that. i mean i remember there was one they tried to mimic jim lee style and i'm like i think that was hush i saw okay. and i was like it, it and sometimes they're trying to mimic the style you can kind of see a little bit but since it's animation they have to strip it down for obvious reasons so you can kind of get a little bit uh but not necessarily but Bignola is so geared towards animation. I was kind of hoping they would lean more in towards his yeah. style. Oh, I'd love to see a Hellboy um, yeah. animated, animated yeah. Hellboy. That'd be great. Oh, they right? have them. They, they have them. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there are a few, aren't there? Yeah, there's like there's, there's more there's than I've found so far. Cool. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. They're good? 
Are they they're, good? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. I, again, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was like, Magnolia style seems so well suited for animation. Um, yeah, they're mm. not bad. I mean, they're worth checking out. Mag- I, I know that Mike Magnola hates him with a passion, though. Oh, he said that in interview. Yeah, he just does not like him at wow. all. So. Now, I know uh, we were just talking about uh, being irritated with having t- crossovers, but waiting 14 years between uh, movies, that's true dedication. <laughs> you know which yeah. one I'm talking about, right? The Incredibles. I love oh, the Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Incredibles, but, but there was 14 years between number one and number two. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, a bazillion, this I'm, I'm 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 chasing rabbits a little bit here. But speaking of a bajillion tie-ins, did y'all read? Y'all haven't read uh, uh, Jerry Conway's uh, diatribe this uh, last couple of days? Yeah, no, I read what's, it. What's, what's I, I heard the gist of it. Dish, dish, dish. Uh, basically, he's saying that he can fix the industry. Um, oh, this is what cancel superheroes or something. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. I saw something about it. Yeah. It's like cancel, cancel every superhero being published and focus on graphic novels and target them at kids. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think he has a lot of good ideas in what he's written. I I don't think that what personally I don't think that the that everything he said is. Uh, doable or desirable um but you know i mean the part that i agree with is that we don't need 13 batman books you know one one batman book that's good enough um and and get everybody to buy that book instead of spreading the you know spreading batman out and i think the same way for all the other characters one spider-man that's all we need i agree Um, i agree with that but i always thought it was funny making all the comics for kids i mean who's got the money yeah. Oh, this is well, well. So there, that's actually, you know, that's actually probably a good topic of, of conversation because I, I would, I would agree that yeah, they do have the the kids. I mean, look at look at uh, look at what's marketed today. Uh, kids have some of the. They don't have their own money, but they have the the buying power of their parents, and and parents buy for kids. Um, yeah, Barb. <laughs> yeah, Barb. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's talking about how she bought all this stuff for her kids. This is true. Yep, this yep, is yep. true. So, <laughs> so, but I brought twice as much for myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and the truth of the matter is, you know, any all the young adult when when it comes to uh, growth and entertainment industry, basically anything that's geared towards a younger audience uh, generally sells better. Yes, of course, there are always exceptions, right? And you know, the, one of the things you say when you mention that, like PG thirteen, someone says, "Oh, Deadpool did really great." Yes, it did. You know, it is it is an exception. Uh, the majority of them them do not. So, um, so I, I think that's one of the things that's hurt them because the 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 problem is the group of us on here we don't need the information about what's in the comics because we know okay but most parents do not know Hmm. most parents don't know what's in a comic book as much as we would love to think everybody knows what's in batman well no they don't you know um and and the idea of branding is huge with parents because parents get comfortable with a brand that is okay for their kids and they buy with, with with brand um you know, I'll give you for instance, right or wrong. I'm not here to argue that we wouldn't buy anything for my daughter uh, made by the Bratz people. 
right? Because we just thought, well, this is pretty stupid. And I don't, you know, I, it doesn't look like something. I don't want my kid to be a brat. And I don't like the, the, the stuff that's going on, right? So we wouldn't buy anything that was, that was by the brats people. Barbie, on the other hand, you know, that was a, that was a, 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 a trusted brand for us as parents. And so if something had Barbie on it and it was something my daughter wanted, we wouldn't worry about it because Barbie was a trusted brand. Right. And I think that's been, that, that's kind of become the problem with Marvel and DC is that, that parents don't know what to get anymore. You buy uh, X-Men and you're getting, you know, in many cases, softcore, you know, near pornography in, in some of the stuff. So it's not a it's not a trusted brand for 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 parents. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I think the thing too is you're always, you know, I think this is the big challenge you see across the whole entertainment spectrum is you want to bring in the next generation of uh, consumers without alienating the old guard right. or the current guard. Right. And now nowadays it seems like a lot of these uh, entertainment companies are completely nuts because they alienate all their low customers and they don't attract any new people. Right. So it's a complete wash, but, but it's, it's kind of like, we think we talked off air one time and it, it's like, you have to be smart about it. And I can see the idea of trying to go for the kids in a kid's, in a kid's medium, because it's kind of like, I think I mentioned once in, in Japan, they couldn't get after world war II the, the Japanese public to get coffee, all these corporations, coffee corporations couldn't get the Japanese to like it. And so somebody had the cool idea. They said, Hey, let's, let's create coffee flavored candy and sell it to the yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. And those kids will get adjusted to the taste of coffee, and it happens. I'm sure, within, within one gen, yeah, within yeah. one generation, um, all these people drink coffee. And and in KFC, I don't know if you guys know KFC over there is a holiday thing. Kentucky Fried Chicken is a Christmas holiday meal in Japan. What really? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 had this thing where you you get a bucket of KFC and a full meal, and it's a Christmas tradition. From I think they ostensibly say it's like it's from America. And you have to reserve your bucket of chicken or you won't get it. And yeah, they line up for it. And it's, it's, it's part of the Christmas tradition is to get KFC. Wow. And it's crazy. I've, yeah. I've never heard that Christmas tradition. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's been looking good. So, you know, <laughs> but, it, yeah. but they, they just haven't figured out that, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you, get the new people without right. getting rid of the old people i don't yeah. know yeah and, and unfortunately you know a lot of times when people hear you know targeted kids they hear dumb it down mm. well you know that's not that's the that's the last thing you want to do because you know i remember talking to uh and, and i hope he's not listening because he get mad i remember talking to hank about this one time uh several years ago and hank from uh, at D- dc and talking about that and he said yeah well, we've got our dollar line and i'm like yeah but hank Everybody knows that's your dollar line that's dumbed down for kids. Don't don't do that. And you know, yeah, well, you know, we're we're trying, and I'm, you know, so uh, I think what happens again, it goes back again. We know because we're invested in the industry, and the people who who are readers, they know. But that's such a small, tiny portion uh, of of the the greater world population you know that that understands that and and i think that they've lost the the whole branding idea anyway i, I didn't mean to, didn't need to go too far down that rabbit hole it's just that when uh, when barb mentioned the uh, all the the tie-ins yeah. uh, that made me think of that's one of the things that jerry conway said was that you know, uh, he could fix comics and how his plan to do that. And one of the things he said, I agree with is that you, you shouldn't have all of these events, no. uh, because yeah. you know, those, t- they, they, 
they market them as a jumping on place. But what we've discovered is it's really a jumping off place. Off place. place. Yeah, oh, for, yeah. For, for yeah. so many. I agree. And it happens so often. It happens yeah. so often. It's not even yeah. special anymore. It's like, can I just figure out what the narrative is for this character? I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. know about the whole yeah. right. the whole universe. I want to yes. know about this character. I want to be invested in this character. Right. If it's yeah. once a year event, maybe it would be okay, you know, but they do it constantly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Nobody can afford that many books anymore. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I think one of the things competing the, the most that I mean, even watching my nephews, you know, obviously video games and movies. Yeah. But, you know, when I was younger, you know, watching the cartoons, and reading the comic books was like my gateway into realizing that sort of fantasy world they presented to me. Um, you know, like like like, you know, uh, you know superheroes like well i could read the superheroes i could watch them on tv or like you know he-man i could play with the toys or whatever and there was that sort of idea of like well i wanted to be part of the universe to be in that universe and i can like pretend with my toys or read the unit the comics but video games especially in modern day literally i mean you can put yourself literally in that universe and that's so powerful i mean that's the thing i mean i mean if you can go back in time and say yeah we got this video game you could like literally live in like say superman's world or you know, Thundercats or whatever, and, and oh, yeah. the, all that they'd be, I mean, you'd be gone. I mean, that would be it. I mean, comic books or whatever. And uh, and I think that's sometimes the hardest thing going against a lot of older print, older media is challenging that absolute immersion that certain electronic media gives. Because like I've talked mm-hmm. to my, you know, my nephews who uh, play video games and, and I'm like, you, you want to read comic books or whatever? Oh, we don't, we don't like comic books. We don't. Yeah, there was no cool. crossover. I mean, what it is, is and easier said than done, right? But the solution yeah. is simple, but hard to do. You have to tell stories that aren't in those other mediums. Exactly. And they'll go to it because the media, I hate to say it, I love complex, but the medium itself, if you look at a technicality, is inferior to those other mediums in terms of immediate immersion. But if you right. can, if you can create stories that nobody else can experience in any other medium, that's how you get them. But the problem is, is a lot of those video games have great stories and, and, yeah. and are telling the same stories in the comics. I think it can be done, it, but yeah. I mean, but game on, you know, it's game on for everybody. Right now, <laughs> I know? think the one thing that, that comic books have over video games is even though games are immersive, um, I still think comic books can pace stories better. Because I mean, like a lot of times, and I get off in a video in video game tangent, but like you know, if you're in a world, it's like you need to go save the princess, or you can go gather fifty flowers, or you can go <laughs> fight the dragon, or you could do all this other stuff to wander around and do, and then come back to the story. So they sometimes haven't figured out how to like immerse gameplay with storyline with comics. I think again, like a book, do really good at like straight narrative storyline, and again, that comes with good storytelling, like Curtis said, and you got to capture that story. But I think that's that's the leverage I see in comics and uh, the most. I I envision uh, a time where uh, we can make a comic book and have a real multimedia experience. You know, you can go through and you can come to a page that uh, your character picks up a folder and he says, Oh, I, you know, Oh no, I've, but you know, not, not, he doesn't hide the information. Oh no, I've just learned that this is happening here and I have to go do this. But you can go to the website and you can look on and you can see the contents of the folder. Right. So you get to see what, what, what's all in there. Um, You know, a little extra things like that. um, I I think would be neat to do. It's funny. I, I mean, I'm an older, you know, 
you know, fan or whatever, but I still prefer reading comic books over watching television still. Yeah. 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 I like TV or whatever. Comic books, I don't know, there's something about, like, I guess I make it take my own time or pace. And maybe it comes to being an artist, too. I like the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of TV shows, I just don't. Some are good, but I just find there's a lot of unique stories and stuff in comics. And maybe it just yeah. comes with, like, there doesn't have to be so much oversight because comic books are not super expensive to make. So a lot of people could just go on and do their own thing, which can make really cool stuff when like movies and TV still have some oversight because they, they cost a chunk of change to make. Yeah. So they kind of feel a little more streamlined to like being catered to specific tastes when you can read like crazy random comics about crazy random things that are really fun. <laughs> Yeah. No, so I, and I, I think the thing that happened too is, and I heard somebody bring up before, but it's like, you know, you have people that find about comic books through other mediums, film, TV, animation, yeah. video games. So you have like this small window where when they go to a comic book store, when they pick up a comic book, they're going to go, what am I going to get? And for some people, sorry, Marvel, it's like, they're like, oh, I want to hear about Tony Stark. Well, no, Tony Stark's gone. Here, read about Riri Williams. Well, that's not why I came to the store. I came because I like Tony Stark. Right. 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 So, and, yeah. and, and, it, and if not that, they pick up a comic book and, oh, it's Batman fighting the same character the same way that I saw in the movie. There's nothing new. Now, yeah. Somebody, the Joker again? The, yeah. Yeah. If somebody went to the store and you're like, hey, you, let's just lay it out there. Everything you're seeing in the movies is based on the comic books. Now, here's the new stuff that hasn't even been adapted into the movies yet. Look yeah. how cool that is. That's how I think they could drive people in. But, but I don't think anybody's really had that experience when they came into comic books in the last decade or so. Yeah. Let me guys. Yeah. Let let me ask you a question. So um, we could probably, uh, we could probably sit here and, and it wouldn't be too hard to um, kind of bad mouth Marvel and DC storytelling over the last decade or so. Right. Um, Don't want to get into that. uh, But as fun as that might be, uh, but, but, I want to kind of toss out a theory I've been working on as to why I think that is. Um, and it's not because, oh, well, they're hiring, you know, bad writers and bad artists. You know, there may be some of that, but, you know, really what they're doing, they're hiring some, in, in some occasions, you know, some of the quote unquote, you know, top industry talent. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is this. My theory is because of independent comics, because of the, of the growth of, companies like image um that that are all creator owned um that no one's creating characters for marvel and dc anymore because they don't own them yeah if you if you go to work at spider if you go to work on spider-man right you're not you come up with an idea for a a character and and you think oh wow this is a great character what are you going to do well you're not going to create it for marvel because they're going to own it and they're going to earn all the money from it so you're going to go and say hey i'll you know create this character out of if, if that's what you're doing i'll create this character you know scrape him off the bottom of my shoe and use him and i'll save this really cool character for my own creator own thing so I, I think there's I, – I, again, this is just a theory I've been t- kind of toying with. I, I just don't think that – and, yeah, I know that they have uh, the creator incentives, which I think has helped. But, you know, still, I, I mean, these are mega corporations that make a lot of money off of these characters, uh, not in comic books. Uh, and what I mean, they make money off the characters in other medium, not comics, Right. 
And so I just think that there's a lot of creators there going, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to give you my best ideas because I want to own them. Yeah, I, I could see that very much. Um, because that makes me wonder what. Uh, okay. oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it makes me wonder what incentives they're giving Donna Cates. I, I I I don't know. Is he creating new characters for for Marvel? Yeah, he well, created no. Crawl yeah. and he Crawl, Crawl, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Crawl Cr- and Crawl, Crawl is not a new character though. Crawl is a Crawl is an old character. Are you talking? Yeah, if you're talking like a barbarian crawl, no, no, no. no, no. Is, is it? Is it null? Is it K N U L L? The king oh. of the symbiotes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not familiar with that character. Me either. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm guessing they get a they get a um, percentage share mm-hmm. if uh, over a certain amount of books, or if the character gets adapted to film and TV and stuff. Yeah, there's a new character that's popping out in Thor book too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that crap is going crazy. Yeah, they would have to get the percentage share. Now, yeah. I was on the assumption Marvel still did straight work for hire, that but maybe they've changed certain things. I um, think they I mean, do, but I think even back in the nineties, they were they were giving they started giving people. Um, I know Rob Liefeld was getting a percentage for Deadpool, Deadpool and Cable okay. back in whenever. Was so, that a Freudian slip? No, I listen to his podcast, and he, oh. he, he, he literally gives you every no, no, no. little bit, and do, it's, it's do, very do you, interesting. Do you, no, 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 yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. Do you, do, did you hear what you called the character? No. I, I, I didn't know if that was intentional or just a No, I didn't know. Do you like the character, Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, do you? Okay, because yeah, yeah. you said Deadpool. Oh, did I? Deadpool. <laughs> just t- talking, talking too quickly. Deadpool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I, I found it. I found it very funny, Deadpool. but I'm like, okay, did you mean to do that, or was that just a just talking a, too quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that uh, that that has to be retro because I don't think that he was getting that um, prior to Image being founded. Um, no. No, I don't. I don't. Know. I, 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 I don't think so. I know that. I know that the Malibu uh, participation uh, contracts were based off of the DC participation contracts. So, oh, no, mm-hmm, yep, DC mm-hmm. are already had. Um, the DC had already worked on something that had participation. You know, if you create something um, and it goes on to be something, then you get. You know, you get a participation. Uh, like I know that Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan get a piece of Bane. Uh, anytime mm. Bane shows up and, and, and Chuck has said, uh, I'm fairly certain he said it very publicly that he really doesn't get much off the comics because, you know, they just don't sell. And that's not what the re- the agreement was really not about. Hey, if, if Roland goes to write a, a Bane story and comics, there's really not enough money generated to, to pay Chuck and, 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 no. and Graham. But if you go and they make toys and they make cartoons and yeah. make those kind of things, he says, that's where the, he said the toys, uh, is where he's gotten uh, a lot of uh, participation money from. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would I mean, assume that Marvel followed suit. I have to say that, and I and I only worked at, at Malibu, so I don't know, but I have to say there was a cool energy at Malibu with the whole creator or participation mm. thing there, where those creators of those original Ultraverse characters were so invested and were so passionate about their It's like the character was almost like their alter ego. Yeah. 
and and I thought that was you could just it was, it was like transcendent I mean you could just feel it whenever they came in the office whenever they did anything they genuinely loved those characters and, yeah. and I think that that genuineness came through in the books I don't know what it's yeah. like um in other situations but I thought that was so cool that was yeah. so cool and if more of that happened I think that'd be good well, and I, and I think and I think that's one of the reasons that they were so you know because a lot of them were were you know ex ex Marvel folks, mm-hmm. and um, I think so that's, that's one of the the reason that they were so excited about the participation contracts with Malibu because that wasn't something they had gotten, um, you know, in in previous years. I mean, heck, Steve Gerber, you know, all kind of lawsuits over Howard the Duck, so. Um, yeah, I, I think it was. I think I think late '80s, early '90s was when when we saw changes um, with that. Um, but I just, you know, I don't know. I, I look at it and I, I see all of the. I see image. You're right. The birth of image, and and when you take the, you know, the seven rock stars in the industry at the time, and they formed their own co- uh, company, mm-hmm. and now and now established names from Marvel and DC will go to image or other companies, but image is, is, you know, happens to be one that uh, a lot of former Marvel DC guys go to and they, they do their own creator own thing and, and they do well. Um, you know, why would they, you know, so yeah, I, I think for me, I asked the question is like, okay, well you, you know, writer, you've been working at, at Marvel for the last, you know, six years have been doing really well. Why did you come to image to do this? Why didn't you go to Marvel? Why didn't you go to DC to do that? Here's, here's a thought that's kind of contrary. And I mean, it's kind of, you know, and I'm all about creator rights, but do you think that when the industry got bigger and licensing and, and adaptations and all these things happened, that that kind of, in a way, made people more guarded about putting their best work out there because they're kind of distracted. Well, I want to make sure I have points on this when it becomes licenses this and when it becomes a movie. There was that time, you know, 70s and back where that wasn't even on the radar. It was like, my job is this and I'm going to do the best job is this. I don't have any other thoughts in mind. Yeah. Except making this the absolute best part because there's no better contract out there. Right. Um, do you think that might have kind of might be the case? I mean, I don't know, but I wonder. Well, that, and that's part of my theory. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not working too hard to prove or disprove it, but that is part of uh, part of the theory I have because, you know, um, like I said, we could probably talk for hours about it, but it, it's the general consensus is that, you know, over the last decade, Marvel and DC, for whatever reasons, in general, have just not been that good. Um, and so, you know, and again, I, I would argue that it's not because they're not hiring talented people. I would think that they are. And okay. In some cases we might can argue that person never should have got that job. Um, you know, uh, and I, I certainly think there's the, there, there are those cases, but I, I think a lot of it does have to do with, you know, people just aren't, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the ultimate I'm working for the man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and so why, yeah. And, and so why am I going to, why am I going to put in my, my very best when the corporation owns it? I mean, I would say if I worked for them or something, I, I wouldn't give them my best ideas. I mean, for mine, so I could totally see that happening. You would do a great job, right? You would do your your very best job. But if you, if you came up with, if you're writing Spider-Man and you come up, Oh, there's this cool Spider-Man villain. Yeah. I'll just use the tarantula. (laughs) <laughs> right you know you can you can go off and make your own comic book yeah yeah so i i think what you could argue then is if, if you kind of sum it up is lack of innovation would be mm. or, or lack of good innovation because there's no commitment to adding anything new to the narrative right. do the best within within yeah. this sandbox but doing anything above and beyond that would not would be 
potentially detrimental to your career. Or right. Yeah. Or to your yeah. income. Right. And, and, and so. that wasn't a concern in the, in the sixties and seventies, you just went and you, and you, you wrote the best stories you possibly could. If you needed a new character, you just created it, you know, yeah, uh, right. and gave it away. And it was just the way it was. So you, 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 you gave everything. I mean, you know, if you to, look on the backs of the checks that you get from Marvel and DC, it says right on the back when you're signing it, I relinquish all rights to everything in this book. I mean, yeah. and if you want to get paid, you sign the you check. Sign that check. Yeah. And that's it's it's an actual it's actually a legal binding contract printed on the back of the check. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Was it was it? Wasn't John Romita Jr. He created the Prowler when John Romita Sr. was drawing Spider-Man, and it was an idea that he 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 sketched for his dad to draw, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, Prowler. I haven't heard that. That's kind of yeah. Cool. I heard that was it was actually John Romita Jr. as a kid was like, "Hey, Dad, put this character in," and that's how the Prowler. Wow. John Romita Jr.'s idea. Yeah. I oh, like the Prowler. Got it. There's some old <laughs> checks I ran across the other day. Wow. Isn't yep. That? Yep. Look at, all the, look at all the stuff on the back. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> we yeah. own you. Exactly. <laughs> Sign the dotted line. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's it's neither here nor there. It's just kind of a theory I've I've been working on a little bit because you know, I, I see a lot of this stuff. And I, I see a lot of people talking about uh I don't really read Marvel or DC anymore, uh, but I see a lot of people talking about it and you know, I, I don't I don't see anyone saying anything good about Marvel or DC today. Uh, and so it just kind of makes me wonder, well, why not? Why, why are we not getting good content? And I think there's lots of reasons, but that's one of the, the, the theories. I'll say something good. Oh, yeah. I love them. <laughs> 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 I literally, I'm back in the UK now. So I've got back to the comic shop and I've got my, my pool list every month now. And so it's, it's, it's getting more and more. And uh, no, I, I, I love the stuff that they're, they're, some of the stuff they're banging out. I love the Johnny Cage stuff. I love the Thor and um, I love the Venom stuff, the dims with Venom. And, I have uh, uh, Avengers and Iron Man on my pull list. Yeah. Sweet. I, I've got Iron Man, got Iron Man number one, number one the other day. And Johnny Cage has become their, their rock star. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah I, I t- always tend to follow the writers and the artists yeah. over a character. If someone's really i like doing an obscure character then yeah i'll, I'll probably still get that book yeah um, just because yeah. i complain about them doesn't mean i still don't have my favorites that i follow it's just <laughs> oh, yeah. it's just that i think i think that there's so many more original ideas out there they're still enjoyable the, the storylines that i'm reading but they have to be kept within the constraints of the corporate Yes. Uh, yes. Ideal. Yeah. The corporate ideal, and I think that there are so many amazing, interesting ideas that are being explored out there in indie comics mm. that DC yeah. and, and Marvel can't do. Yeah. So yeah. No. you know, I I follow. I have pull lists for independents. I have pull lists for DC and Marvel. You know. Yeah. That's usually yeah. where I come up to, and and just because it's there's just so many different unique things especially independent scene yeah. the comics have grown out so much that i you know and and the the i, I mean i like the x-men and i apparently mm-hmm. the new one hickman's that's supposed to be good yeah. i i read some stuff in the library and i'm just like oh that's okay you know i just i don't know but um every once in a while that's usually where i read most of my cpo stuff like i'll read like an event or something happened like three years ago like i read it from the library i'm like oh okay but every time i go back to superhero stuff and read it it 
it still kind of feels like the same in that like yeah i like it but the ideas generating here are just not enough for me to go month to month i mean it was yeah. a fun read but I'm, I'm i'm getting myself personally more out of independent stuff uh written by other people especially independent artists and i think that also comes from me just researching what other independent writers or artists are doing in their own work and not something produced by a corporation yeah so yeah. I am okay. enjoying I am enjoying Dan Slot's writing. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't read Fantastic Four, but I want to try and catch up with that. Yeah, I considered <laughs> buying them, but uh, uh, when, when they relaunched, but when I looked, they had like forty different covers, mm-hmm. and I could I, I couldn't make oh, up yeah, my that's mind. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm kind of like you, Pete. Though I, I do, I, I'll follow uh, creators. You know, uh, one of yeah. one of my all time favorites is Walter Simonson, and, and I'll pretty much, yeah. you know, I'll pretty much buy anything that that Walt Simonson does, um, if, if I'm aware of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, I, I'm I'm you know I, I love what he does, and so, um, you know, so I'll, I'll I will buy it. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like even even though I'm a big Wonder Woman fan. I mean, John Byrne. I'll, I'll mm. go out of my way to buy John yeah. Byrne stuff. Uh, I like his uh, his writing sensibility and stuff. Um, some writers and stuff. Some of the newer writers, I don't I don't remember as much. Like Bendis, like I know Bendis. I've read stuff of his, but I wouldn't be able to point at like a Bendis comic yeah. or other stuff. But like you know, John Byrne, Claremont, uh, those old writers. Yeah, I would yeah. go out of my way to read some. I- I will. I will confess. I haven't read a lot of Bendis, but uh, about the four or five issues that I've read of his, I will. I will say that I'm not a fan. Yeah, um, he's definitely. I've heard people. I've read. Like I said, if you gave me a book and I didn't know it was written by Bendis, I wouldn't be able to point it out. Yeah. Um. But I do know people have said he's an acquired taste here. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Here's a thought. I mean, do you think it's like music, right? You kind of every a lot of people kind of have their run, their core run of music. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. I'm in high school and college, that's when I have my specific music taste. I observe all these artists, these creators, and that's where I am. And I kind of, at least in my personal, kind of stay locked in that to some degree. Yeah, new artists come and go, but that's my time. I kind of feel like when you talk to comic book fans, everybody has their run. Okay, my run was yeah. the Claremont Burn run. That was my yeah. run. Okay, my my run was this run. Um, and then you kind of phase out and you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Do you feel that, I mean, what do you folks feel? Do you feel that that's kind of a semi-truism or is it just taste yeah. change? Or, I mean, oh. I'd be curious what are your thoughts on it. I was it's, huge. It's, it's, I was yeah. huge on the Giffen to Mattis JLA. I mean, oh, God, that run was just, is it, is it, is it Dematis or Demateus? I think it's Dematis. Yeah. Dematis. Oh, I thought that run was fantastic. The writing and the art and everything was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with Curtis. I, I I do do that. In fact, it could be a curse, you know, a little bit because I'm always looking for that thrill that it, it almost like a almost like a drug, you know, a druggie. I'm looking for that hit I got when I read like, you know, I was a big fan of the original Ninja Turtles or Alien Legion or X Men Claremont. You know, that sort of hit, that rush, and mm-hmm. I still can, but it's harder to find it now. I think it's just because you know again that just comes from discovering something new as a kid and getting excited about new medium right. or property. Well, that, yeah, that's and, kind of that that whole chasing the dragon kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. Like in, in my personal life, I go there's things like there's places I've lived, things I've experienced. And I go, God, I want to move back to that city or experience that. Right. And then I go back and I go, No, I don't want to be in this place. I want to be who I was right. at that right. moment in time. And 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 that's like that ever chasing dream, right? I wonder how much of it is that too with the things we love or the comic books, the things like that, you know, it, it, 
I can't be that 12 year old kid that was right, reading, right. You know, Jim know, Starlin's Claremont. Red Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, that, and see, that was from first comics. That, so that was, uh, that wasn't fitting any corporate mold. And yeah. I just, I just love that series. And now he's doing it again. So I'm, I'm hoping that the same thrill is there when I read this new series that he just keeps yeah. starting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's some truth to that, uh, though, Curtis. I think there's a lot of it is that, you know, there, there's a, I don't know if it's the uh, discovery time when you discover comics, you find that thing that you like. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, for me, I always, you know, when people ask, I, I always point back to the, the Roy Thomas, Steve Englehart Avengers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, those were just, you know, those were, were great. And I think there have been good stories to come after them. Um, you know, I, I think Shooter did some good stories to, to follow. I think uh, uh, Roger Stern did some really good stories that that followed those. Um, but I I I look back on well, here's what Roy Thomas and Steve Englehart did, and no one has been able to match that since. Yeah, yeah, that's a challenge when you go if you go back and read it. Like sometimes there's things I go back and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I should have read it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like taking it back to the animation thing. I can go back to Akira any day of the week and yeah. i still get the you know get the feels on that thing but there's other things where i go oh wow you know <laughs> maybe stand maybe up that... to this test of time yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe trying to binge well, watch three seasons of different strokes wasn't a good idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i'll tell you uh you know as much as i love stanley's storytelling uh when you go back and reread uh some some stanley comics his dialogue is very dated uh, you know, hip, hip, cool daddies, you know, um, it's yeah. very, I still, I, you know, I would argue that the stories are still good and powerful, but the, the language is dated. Um, it, it is funny to, you know, to, to kind of read them and, and come across all these, these sixties hippie, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's even like with the X-Men, the Dark Phoenix saga, I always tell people, not to, you know, if it's been done to death, but yeah, you should read the original. And then I'm like, well, wait, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that may not work for you. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah that's when Kitty Pryde was doing her sixties, like skate, like she was like a, a roller yeah. skater or whatever. I'm like, uh, it's I'm good. Check it's out dated. The, <laughs> yeah. Check out the original run of Dazzler. If you really want to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, um, um, well, all right. I guess we've kind of anybody have anything else about uh, animation? Um, cartoons good. Cartoons yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, if you were all right, so let's let's kind of run around. If you were to pick uh, one cartoon that you think, or any, not just cartoon, uh, anything animated, it could be a you know movie uh, that someone. That you, if you were just going to make one recommendation, if you were going to tell somebody, oh, listen, you ha- you don't haven't seen any cartoons, you need to watch this cartoon. What would it be? I'll go first. Mine would be the Flash or Superman cartoons. Uh, I'll go uh, the Batman animated series. Oh, good yeah. one. I'll go Akira. Akira. <laughs> My, mine's a two-parter, Akira and then Akira again. So that's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have to say like a lot of the Don Blue stuff, Secret of Nim. Oh. oh, I love um, Superman. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Lamb for a Time. I like Titan AE, you know, Anastasia. Um, but I, there's something I really liked his stuff. So that's when people are like, he's trying animation. I'm like, 
well, yeah, start out in Don Bluth, like Secret of Nim. Go watch that. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, which is really more adult. I mean, you watch that movie today and it's, it's got some scary scenes in it, which I liked, yeah. liked about that. I've got it on VHS. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake of selling all my VHS tapes too early. You know, I got <laughs> rid of them, but now I wish I had them back to sell. I had a whole, I had a whole bunch of Disney VHS, and if I had them today, you know, I'd get a whole lot more money for them than I did when I sold them. Mm. Yeah, how much does Disney VHS is going for these days? Because I got a stack like this. They're 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 pretty decent uh, chunk of change you can get. Really? They don't make the, yeah, because they don't make the VHSs anymore. Good They're more for just collector's items, I think. Yep, they the are very collect, very much collector's items. Holy cow. John, what about you? Um, I'm going to have to say the 90s X-Men. 90s X-Men. And Ninja Scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that, with, that was up there with Akira, same time as Akira. Yeah, I mean, because I saw it, and it's just, Jubei is awesome. That's all I have to say, mate. <laughs> my, my dream would be that director of Ninja Scroll doing the Samurai Saga of Wolverine. That would be yeah. my dream animation. That would be that's Oh, that awesome. would be awesome. I, I'm just throwing that out there to the universe. <laughs> In case the universe is listening. Yeah. And, and if I can, since I have the mic, I'm say, honestly, I've been watching Pete's work. It's so yeah. cool to see your work, Pete, because... When you're watching him, it's like he's drawing in 2D, but it's almost like sculptures. I mean, you can see him doing those ellipses. It's like watching him sculpt. Yeah. And that's such a cool thing to watch. I hope the, I hope the fans at home are, are watch, watching this stuff because it's really neat, really neat to see how he, how he thinks and how he works. Yeah, the, the, re- the reason that none of them have got any hair or clothes at the moment is because this, this is where I've got to put them in their um, tech-top armor. So I haven't really figured mm. that bit out yet. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> no, they're just they're just blank models for the moment until I gear them so, up. What a letdown, Peter! I thought it was a nudie book. Great! <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. They're just all Ken dolls. Just a load of no, Ken dolls. Just Ken dolls. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a special edition too. We'll just have the Ken doll. Yeah, the Ken, you know, Ken, Friday. The Ken doll Barbie special. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to draw in the little built-in underwear on the Ken dolls. The little yeah. hint of it. Oh, just, uh, we'll yeah, they're very, look, looking very neutered there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, this has escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> cool, if I could draw a book just like this, it'll be so quick. Just, <laughs> that's all you get. No hair, yeah. no clothes, <laughs> just pants. It's like the bare, the bare bottom cheer. It's like for $2, yeah. you get a yeah. PDF. Yeah. And we add we add layers of clothes on for each each reward. For, for how much money you pay, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is kind of the opposite of how it works in the real world, right? You know? <laughs> I swear, Curtis, you are a marketing genius. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Because this year we're this. gonna have you'll have eunuchs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the entire scene here, because I don't know the scene, but maybe they're fighting over one pair of pants. Like there's one pair of pants that are around, and that's what they're fighting over. Just flying. He's he's got the pair there. He's He's got the pair. He's he's winning. (laughs) (laughs) These are my trousers. (laughs) Yeah, but you know the brilliance of Curtis's statement is that yeah, it's opposite of the way it works in the real world. (laughs) 
you got to pay to get him to take stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could reverse the tier. We could reverse the tier. Like you know, we start G and then just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'm gonna create my myself. I'm gonna go on mute right now. <laughs> He's laughing too hard now. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to the Silverline podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.